Welcome to the Boston's Big Four podcast. Cast, cast, cast. New news about music and sports every week, sometimes. Welcome back, Boston's Big Podcast. We have a very special guest, two very special guests with us. We have Connor Hallway of GDP, Golden Deer Productions. My brethren, thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. Pleasure, pleasure to have you. And we also have uh, one of the stars from your movie here. Yes, sir. Sir South. Yes, sir. South, a.k.a. Kevin Parrington Turner. Good to have you as well. You give your government out like that now? That's the a.k.a. (laughs) Oh, a.k.a. (laughs) And his character, his name was actually South in the movie. Oh, okay. Love it. Nice little tidbit there. All right. That's fun. Little insider info from my guys over here. There you go. There you go. Hey, I um, just want to say thanks for having us, man. Absolutely. I I understand what it takes to keep something going consistently for a long time. You definitely do. And so... uh, it takes a lot, man. A lot. You guys work a lot. And people don't see the work, so keep I was it going. gonna say, and I we probably have to take some pages from your book uh, because first of all, you're oh I've a been taking notes. King. Uh, we see you all the time, uh, and like you said about the work, we see your work. You're posting all mm-hmm. the time. We see you running. We see that Bolchi bo- Bolchi Bolt account. Word. Um, you're you're putting it in every day. So I mean, let's let's list it off. Actor, athlete, producer. Oh, this is cast favorite conversation. Here we are. Um. I would right now. I just call myself uh, a good guy. Okay, <laughs> that's, what I'm saying. that's the right answer. I love it. I love that. Okay. Uh, but no, yeah, we did just make the movie, and um, it's always my goal to make a big ass movie here. So right now, I'd call myself a filmmaker very much. Okay, that's your that's your main thing right would now. Would you guys agree? Did, did was it? Did you get the movie feel from oh the my movie? God. So, Absolutely. Yeah, we Absolutely. we have a lot to say. First and thank of you all. guys for coming. Oh thank hell yeah! Thank you for having you guys. Look dapper. Shout out to oh thank you you as well. Thank you. Shout man. out to uh, to Owen for for putting me onto it. He told me about the party, and I was like, hell yeah, that sounds sick. Yeah, I I've been. Following I, I looked you. at the the flyer, and it was like, what did it say? It, it was something about like looking baller and then getting activated, and I was like, I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> Wording was on point. <laughs> Advertisement was on point. Your ability to throw an event at legitimate venues is that's a skill. Like not everybody has that, and uh, that's something honest. Honest to God, I mean, we've said it. We're trying to throw shows of our own. We've got our toes wet. We saw your event, and it made us want to do something like that. Like, it inspired us for real. Good, man. That was, and like you said, I don't know that anyone's movies have been filmed in Boston, but I don't know that a movie about Boston, in Boston, by someone from Boston, made like did everything internally, you know what I mean? That's, I mean, that's... Without that Hollywood accent. budget, too. Yeah. Right. Damn, bro. Can somebody, yeah, like... But let's all be honest, us three, Kev is not part of this crew, but we're not actually from Boston, man. Yeah. No. We we claim it, but right now Lord we're in Ham, brother. Oh, you know what I I'm saying? Have made it clear we're from the South Shore. Yeah. We don't claim to be from Boston. So my little tie-in normally is like my parents were divorced. Bit. Sorry, we're peeking yeah. a little bit. We my my fault. I apologize. My parents were divorced, and uh, I spent weekends in Cambridge, so that's like my claim to. So the you're city. you're pretty Boston then. I mean, we should ask Kev. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Owen and I went sure. to high school in Boston, so that's gonna oh, yeah, count for something. We, yeah, yeah, we did, but uh, yeah, uh, it's it's. I mean, the Eminem said it best in oh, the, Detroit, claiming Detroit when y'all live twenty miles away, and that's us right now. That's we us. literally live twenty it's miles. It's actually away. fifteen, but you know, <laughs> I'm who's twenty. Counting? I'm a little further, <laughs> but it's okay. Um, We're tucked. But here's the thing: it's a lot easier to claim Boston than to say you're from another town and people are like wait what's say, that I town and you South have to Shore. say it's near boston i just so. say the south shore 
You should just say, like, yo, I'm right near Derby Street. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally what people think of when they think of Hingham. What is Lincoln like? I don't feel like I've been to Lincoln. Ask Kev. That's where he fell in love for the first time. (laughs) What? We're we're Uh, getting so deep on this podcast, guys. (laughs) Sound off in the comments. What uh, what do you want to hear? A lot of farms. A lot of farms in my opinion. Nice houses. Really quiet. Uh, No sidewalks. Hmm. Not too many. Not too many red lights next to the highway. One red light in Lincoln. Wow. Okay, so it's a small town, very small. Tiny, tiny That's why town. The high school is Lincoln Sudbury. Yeah, the, the high school is in Sudbury. Okay. Um, incredibly small. Incredibly quiet. Incredibly slow. Hmm. And uh, just, I always felt like it had I, to get activated. I was just like this little manic boy that had like too much energy for the town. I felt yeah. like that yeah. a lot, and so, so you felt like you had to get out. No, so a little, but Kevin, Kevin, and I also, I think, passed the time. Well, like yeah. we would, we would like start up trampoline fighting leagues and like. Oh, that's the there best! You go. Oh my god! So I'm you were just... always creative. You were always looking for. We were always activated for sure. Always yeah. activated. So I, <laughs> I, I did want to say I want to eventually come back to your historic uh, feats, but I. We're talking about you growing up. When did you guys start? So were you guys, like, doing skits and stuff, like, in middle school? You you said you had started with these games and things like that. So when did you get creative together for the first time? Was it just through that? Freshman year of college. First video was the summer after freshman year of college. But, I mean, we've been friends forever. But yeah. I, I made a video in high school called Milk Master The Last Blaster. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Where, Can we still find that? Yeah, yeah it's a, I put a clip up recently. Oh, that's um, amazing. Okay. And that was kind of my genesis into like production and like filmmaking. And so my character, I'll be honest, the writing could have used a little work. Uh, my character essentially was like the milk master who. I guess gave milk out all over town. Like, what was, what was his deal? <laughs> anyway, he was like, trying to no he's idea. trying to uncover some sort of murder or something. And essentially, some dude wrote a script, and I just kind of like went off the cuff and just yeah. like said, "Fuck it." Hey, that honestly—that's how it starts, though. That's how it started for sure, brethren. That's how you—you you know—you got to just get creative somehow, and it'll all—it'll all come together. As far as production goes, were you doing the whole thing yourself? Were you filming w- with your own stuff, or did you pull in a video crew? I—I I think it was like a high school production, so I'm sure there was like four, four or five other guys working on it. Okay. Are these people? Is this? Jack Bigelow? Shadow Jack Bigelow? When did you meet him? Bix was definitely in the video, but I don't think he had anything to do with the creative. Okay. Did you meet Jack at the event? Um, I'm not sure. I don't think we met officially, but I saw him there for sure, and you gave him many shouts. And is he He's the video guy, or am I misunderstanding? Aquaman. He is Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I did know he was Aquaman. The Messiah. Yeah. Uh, he on His role in the movie was, essentially, he's just incredibly creative, and he he just has an innate sense for what looks good. And so any visual decision we would make on the film, I would vet with him. And he would be like, yo, this is what's going to look good. This is what won't look good. Interesting. If, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And I saw that you went to those Army Surplus stores. How how wild did some of those outfits get before you landed on what you picked? Or what did it just kind of snap right away? I just felt like a maniac in those joints. You guys yeah. ever been to one of those things? A couple times no, I've been actually. in, yeah. Brother, crowd on those joints? <laughs> Holy shit! Wait, did you go? And it was during way? COVID too. Imagine what that was like. There. I mean, this is probably people who are buying this stuff for home defense, probably right? Like I imagine. 
people starting communes up in Maine. You know what I'm saying? And and you can buy a gun in a lot of these spots, too. Mm -hmm. I'm on Route 1 in Saugus. And, bruh, there's there's an intensity in the air when you walk in those Army Surplus stores, for sure. Oh, my God. That's... That's worrisome. But and then I'm out. I'm over here trying on a million outfits. I've been in there for like three hours. The owner's looking at me like, "Yo, should we call the police?" <laughs> like, this guy having a bad day. Like, what's going on? I mean, I can, I can see why that would raise concern. You're trying to run a business, and you see people just—they look like they're gearing up for war. Granted, that's what you sell. So I can't <laughs> imagine. There's a lot of like. Uh, What's the name of someone who just like loves like war stuff? Oh There's yeah, There's a word for that. I know what you mean. They're, like there would be something filed for yeah. that. I yeah. Mean, it, Boot yeah. Liquor? That's you know what I'm Boot gonna. Liquor. I'm I'm hitting it on the <laughs> I Google. Think that's it. You guys, I need you to carry the conversation. I'm googling it now. I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? People are obsessed with like the history of I war. Know. There's definitely people like that. Mm-mm. There's definitely a lot of people like that. I'm one hand typing. Oh man! What do we got? I'm not even done typing it yet. Oh yeah. Okay. What's it called when you obsess over war history? Boom. Okay. Nope, nothing. Oh, an Anglophile or a Francophile? Wait, no. Know, these man. are English and French. What am I doing? Oh, uh, okay. Never mind, guys. Anyway, man. Maybe I'm brain dead. <laughs> <laughs> this is, honestly, sound off in the comments if you know what we're talking about, because there's definitely someone out there listening to this who knows what we're talking about. So we're just going to go with that. We've all met those people. Yeah. Before. Someone who loves war. It's scary. We don't love war. It's it, fine. It was the quiet kid in class. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a weird thing to love, you know? It is, yeah, it's a weird thing to love. That it is. But anyways, you're, you're in these stores. You're buying things. At, like, we're... The outfits you chose, was it, like, I mean, you said you tried a lot on. Um, did you kind of, like, end up picking something that you had in the beginning, or was it just, like, this ended up working out for these reasons, and Jack sort of, like, helped you, guide you through that? On wardrobe, specifically? Yeah. Or uh, maybe his creative wasn't part of that, was it? No. I think uh, it definitely was. I okay. think when we were in those stores, it was mostly for some of those group scenes you saw. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you remember what some of those characters looked like, but... um yeah, it was mostly for those group scenes. And then all the, the wardrobe and the other scenes, I think I just probably hit you up. I was like, yo, do you have any fire graphic tees? Or I had a graphic tee for you. I didn't have anything. I didn't bring anything. Uh, yeah, I gave you a Patty's tee once. Hmm. Yeah. Remember you were in that pink Patty's tee? Mm-hmm. You gave me the clothes best. You were in an Anabolic Aliens tee? Yeah. Yeah, no, so, so we just thought it would make sense if the characters had been stuck inside the theater... Like, what would you wear if you were just lounging in the same spot forever? You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, like, graphic tee, sweatpants. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Yeah, and and shout out, uh, you know what? I was about to give some plot points to the movie. Wrong. Spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. I'm not doing no that. Uh, but, yeah, it, it watch the movie. It's exciting. Um, but, yeah, the, so at least uh, broad strokes, we can give the uh, the summary, right? We can talk about, like. Yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts on it. I would love to hear what you thought about it. I've gotten a lot of the same feedback from the premiere itself. And I'll tell you, I think when you see it online and when it's up there, your perspective is going to change a little bit because you'll be able to go back and understand things a little bit better. Okay. I honestly would like to watch it a second time to absorb it a little bit more. I was just like in awe. There was a lot going on that night. Yeah, I was just in awe of just how it all looked, just like Mm. visually. Like it was, that's what really blew me away. And then, I mean... 
obviously the plot was interesting. I just I'd need to go back and watch it again. Mm-hmm. Honestly, all that I makes gotta sense. say yeah. is I know people are gonna go wild for the workout scenes. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I agree. Gonna go wild for the workout scenes, and that's a that's a testament to Bochy Bolt. Thank I'd you, brother. People go follow that. Thank that's you, all man. I have to say. Appreciate it. But um, but yeah. So when you decided to come up with this concept, uh, it was was it pre-pandemic or was it during the pandemic? Because I imagine you seized the opportunity for uh, the apocalyptic sort of vibe when no one was outside at the time. Exactly. Um, just back to Jack's point here. I agree. What? There were some confusing parts of the plot. Okay. It was a little bit confusing. But in that context, it was confusing. I think when you see it on YouTube, you're like, all right, it makes sense. Yeah. But the thing is, I was so caught up, like, so consumed editing it, it's tough to kind of get a perspective as a consumer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, that's, like, been the biggest takeaway. People have been like, yo, the fucking production was like a Hollywood movie. Mm-hmm. But we get a little lost around, like, 30 minutes, and then it all kind of comes back together. Mm-hmm. Would you guys agree? Is that how you felt? Yeah, yeah, 100%. There was definitely a, po- a part where I was wondering, like, well, I guess so to to the listeners here, there's parts where because of just cliches and things, you think you know what's happening at certain times. True. But then it doesn't go the way you exactly thought. And Which like, isn't okay, a bad thing. Well, yeah, of course. You don't want to go by, like, st- uh, the blueprints that have been laid out before but you do want to feel it a little bit which is something we talked about this on the justin episode like there's no such thing as something that didn't come from something before Mm. but you have baked it into something in your own form so we've like seen uh i guess parts of like so i guess let's just say for example you think x is going to happen it doesn't happen we're five minutes later you're like i kind of figured we'd We'd swing back to X, but turns out my, maybe Y is going to happen. Then at the end, maybe X is going to happen again. And then we just like are thinking about all these like different patterns. And maybe this is obvious what I'm saying, but like when you go through the movie, I think there's uh, plenty of twists and turns that are, I believe, meant to confuse you. And like you said, it comes back together in the end. I, so. I would say Z definitely happened at the end. Would well, you guys I agree? De- I don't want to tell people. Yeah, you don't want to give anything away. Yeah. yeah. It was but, a pretty crazy ending. Word. That's actually, yeah, so... Did it get you? We, we won't say too much, but did it get you? It yes. did, yes. I did not say, expect that to happen. I Word. was 100% not planning for yeah. it to happen. And I actually, as I was talking just now, I got nervous about uh, spoiling anything. Yeah, I don't want to so, get anything away. I just want people to uh, to go watch the My movie, fault. so... Uh, but for real. So, the, the concept you said... Uh, uh, sorry, I just... Uh, now we're, we're like daisy-chaining ourselves back to... Uh, the concept, did you come up with that because of the pandemic, or was it something that you had already been thinking about and you seized the opportunity when no one was around? So I started actually planning writing this in 2018, so far before COVID. Okay. And um, COVID just kind of pushed us into a situation, Jack and I, where we've just been talking about doing it for so long. And like, to be honest, I was just super fucking unhappy. Because I was like, yo, I know I have to do this, but I just felt like I just wasn't being accountable. Um, and so COVID hit, and we were just kind of pushed into a situation where it was time to go. So the only thing we really f- switched on the script and any of the plans, there was one line that Ramiro from 94.5, I switched his lines a little bit to talk yeah. about a vaccine and a virus. Okay. Other than that, everything was planned before COVID. 
so interesting because I actually thought that was your voice at first. Really? And then I, it, the second time I heard it, it clicked. I, I figured out it was Romero. Word. Yeah. So you that, had Romero like, on your that podcast. specific part, just having Romero's voice in there, gives it like such a hometown oh. feel. Word. Like when you say like nobody's made, nobody from Boston or from the Boston area has actually made a Boston movie. Like in most Boston movies, you wouldn't get something that authentic, like Romero's voice Word. on the radio. Oh yeah, it would just you be know? some movie radio show. You right. wouldn't even wouldn't even be called anything that you'd know from yeah. the city. Yeah. He just has such a recognizable voice he too. Does. If he you really does grow up around here, around Boston, yeah. you know that voice. Yeah, he's a super nice dude. Yeah, it also turns out his voice is super mistakable for yours. So. Nice. I can't be the only one to think that. Please, I'm not crazy. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, so okay, you, your plans must have been, I guess, as far as production goes. Then before the pandemic, must have been uh, pretty big. Like you must have been looking for lots or, or sort of like abandoned buildings. Because I guess it, it would be hard to find when the world's in full force, empty buildings or empty areas like that. But I guess magic of the movies, you can always create the illusion. So your plans had to have been different at the time, right? When did I tell you, like, yo, the movie's, like, good to go? Like, we're going to fucking do this. I forgot, to be honest. I don't remember. Yeah. Probably a while ago. Um, I'm going to be fully honest with you guys. I've, like, someone has pushed me through this process, some sort of divine something, because there have been plenty of moments where I've literally winged it, and it's it worked. Okay. Honestly. Um, the owners of the theater itself were super, super gracious to let us use that as a set. Mm. It's, it's the name of an actual business. It's in Cambridge called Apple Cinemas. Apple Cinemas right, yeah. yeah. And... Um, the owner, I harassed him like 40 times for it. But to be honest, I had written the entire movie predicated on the space, and we had already shot listed everything. Oh, my God. But he hadn't agreed to it yet. And initially, the dude's like the most generous dude of all time. I was like, all right, fine. Like, you can go shoot this and do this. Wow. And so that was honestly kind of last minute. I'll be honest with you. There, I had one conversation with him. He could have said no, and then it could have been gone. Jeez. How many things like that do you think have happened? Some historic movie was going to happen and that guy said no but you like you said you had that divine presence pushing you through that's awesome how were you able to convince him to let you let you use the theater i'll be honest i think over the course of the last like three four years i think normally when i make a pitch for anything people think i'm like just because i can be fucking intense people just think i'm being annoying as fuck and i think over time they realize oh shit wait this kid's just like super passionate yeah. like He's just not going to relent. Like, he's not going to give up. Like, fine. We'll give it to him. So I think that's kind of what bled through with the conversation okay. with the guy. So never. I mean, how many times do you know, like, if someone showed up to your crib six times and asked you for something, wouldn't you be like, holy fuck, this kid's never going to give up. You kind of got to give it to him. Right. Yeah. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Absolutely. Well, also, the, like, in truth, it's not that you caused any damage to the theater, you guys. I mean, who knows? Maybe you did. But I did the, not. <laughs> the, uh, as far, like... There's, I mean, we can understand, and maybe even during COVID, there could have been like a number legally of how many people could be in the building at any given time. Um, and this kind of leads me to my next question: How many people overall were involved uh, in the movie? Production and just overall. Well over a hundred. Wow. Per okay. close to two hundred. Okay, so and it must have been hard cycling everybody through because there had to have been a point where. Uh, you were worried about social distancing, right? Or no. Oh, on set, yeah. less. The set was relatively small. Um, okay. 
yeah, we had pretty small sets, like maybe like six cat, six production members, seven production members, and the biggest scene might have had seven people in it. So the set was never huge. But I mean, if we're just talking about everyone involved, mm. like if you talk about ownership of some of the locations and stuff like that, like well over a hundred, close to two hundred. Wow, wow, yeah, takes a village. It did, man, so for real. Like, I couldn't have done a city. Yeah, honestly, I could not have done. It sounds super corny, but like I couldn't have done it without everyone's help. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you got the lead of the movie right here. If he didn't agree to do it, we could have never had a movie. So how did you approach him for the role? Like how how did that conversation go? You want to, you can you want to speak on it? Um, I don't remember exactly how it started. I mean, Ben told me about the movie that he wanted to do. Um, he wrote the script. Uh, we went over it. For like weeks, mm-hmm. uh, put some, wrote some jokes and stuff on it, and then I was already he kind of just already wrote me into it because we did the we was already doing sketches since college and stuff. So when it was time to do it, we already like been acting with each other for like years. So yeah, it was kind of right. just natural at that point. But it was very different doing a movie as opposed to like three minute videos and stuff like that so yeah. yeah i think kev showed up to set and he saw there was like a folk like crew and he was like oh it's definitely different yeah, yeah that's yeah. it's kind of stressful and you mentioned something about a, a shot list and having everything sort of written out per location um what is your background in film like is that something you picked up as you were doing this or did you have any courses that taught you that structure bro we went over this before the podcast bro I went to school, but I didn't go to school. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. What? Unless you said somewhere else. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I went to school, but I, I wasn't going to school. Okay. But you you know? will, so you didn't go to class. But you cannot convince me that you weren't learning in the times. <laughs> but you were, you were progressing, though. You were, yeah. Yeah, you, you were, were productive. Your you're own learning. Way. You're getting stuff. Let's say up. it again. I didn't go to school. <laughs> you know the credits saying? may say that you did. <laughs> I got my degree. That's all that matters. I yeah. didn't earn my degree. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't get my degree. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we should cut the cameras. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, shouts out to those boys, man. They doing their thing down there in Rhode Island, man. Man, I love to people in Rhode Island. Yeah, Kev got girlfriends in Rhode Island. Is, which Multiple. One? <laughs> Multiple. Plural. Uh-oh. Love it. <laughs> I'm we're getting people Shout in trouble. Shout out Providence. Yeah, now we're just getting everybody in trouble. Shout out Chris Dunn. Oh, yeah. Shout out my boy Chris Dunn. There you go. Who's he with now? You got him on the podcast? You got to get him on. I have not, but I'll tell you a story. Um, so, you guys saw the whole documentary before the movie, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, when I was making videos down there, Providence is a small school, so word travels pretty quick. Like, okay, there's this kid on campus making videos. And um, in one of the big videos, I toured one of the dorms. Like, yeah. it was an MTV Cribs episode. Mm. And um, it ended up getting on a complex. There was a section of it that got on a complex magazine. So at the time, oh, everyone wow. on campus was like, oh, my God, what the fuck? This yeah. kid got on a complex. It's crazy. And um, I was wearing a Chris Dunn shirt in the video. No way. Yeah. And That's so awesome. I didn't really, like, truly converse with him that much. Yeah. Because basketball team is pretty separate from, like, the student body. But yeah, that makes sense. I remember seeing him out one night. He was like, yo, I saw the video. Loved it. I was like, yo, thank you so much, oh bro. God, it means awesome. the world to me, man. He's a yes. Celtic now. I was like, yo, tell some of the girls you like me, bro. You know, they're associated. Mm. He's on the Celtics? Yeah, he's a Celtic now. Oh, no way. Yep. 
He's Actually, from Hartford. They might have just traded him away. They got him. I think they got him and then traded him like a week later. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's on the roster. <laughs> What's up? I don't think he's on the roster anymore. Yeah, I think they traded him, but he was on the Celtics for like a week. Always a always a super any like interaction I have. Always a super nice dude. Yeah. Super egoless. Love to hear that. Mm. Shout out Providence. Yeah, big shouts. Four oh one. So you actually, you mentioned during that documentary, you started flipping merch out of your dorm, and I think I saw a picture where it, it really looked like a store. You had a rack with clothes, like, all lined up, and it was impressive. how how was, like, were, what were your RAs like? Were they okay with this? Like, was everything, uh, you just sort of ran a store out of your dorm? That was out of our off-campus house. Oh, shoot. Okay, that makes a lot the more vi- sense. The videos were mostly in the dorm. Um I'm, that student body was awesome. They, everyone was really receptive to snagging the gear. Pretty awesome like, being on a college campus selling stuff because if like yeah, one kid likes it, it just kind of cool. grows pretty fast, you know? That is cool, yeah. Because, I mean, it's also very hard to get college kids to buy stuff uh, not discounted. You're right. So that's got to be a whole thing. Unless it's drugs. That's true. That's true. So take notes. Anyone who's trying to make a couple bucks in college, that's the move. That and selling weed. Ha- uh, asterisk sarcasm everybody i love it hit us up <laughs> allegedly um, allegedly yeah. <laughs> um so yeah but you that was successful though moving the merch at school yeah i think i learned how to sell something there you know what i'm saying yeah and i learned that like i like selling stuff mm. it's fun there's the theatrics that go into it you know what i'm saying absolutely yeah that is so interesting that you say that because um we've talked about this before and this is just my own anecdote to it i I hawk products at Fenway Park, and when it's a good night... I was going to say, things. did I see you at Fenway Park? You very well may have, yeah. Wh- what do you sell over there? Uh, most of the time I'm selling lemonade these days. But no, uh, How often are you over there? Most Every home games, games, yeah. Were you there on Sunday? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No way! Yeah. Yep, so on top of being a software engineer, you also do that? Yeah, I'm a busy guy. Damn! Uh, I'm busy. Yeah. Yo, that's awesome. Yeah, so what is that like? Night. I pull up every Friday night to Fenway. For real? Yeah, great time. No way. Yeah, great it's time. great bars. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So if you, I mean, people know because the lines are wild, but Loretta's is the place to be after Fenway. My friends love bartender. all the Fenway bars. Really? Yeah, it's really I, dope. Yeah, it's bartenders have it down because, like, as far as busy Boston bars, like they get to you. Like they're not just, uh, I don't know, some places you might not get seen for like a while. Yeah. yeah. So how does that work? Where do you like check in before the game? It's changed. So that where we used to go is is rubble now, and it's going to be that new venue that's coming in. The, the stadium, the I forget. It's the theater. Out. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be. It's like supposed to be slightly bigger than the House of Blues or something. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. We yeah. used to go in through that lot, and it was like a garage, and we would like pick our products and stuff there. Owen used to just roll in on his skateboard like a couple innings late and just fucking. Yeah. Well, not innings, but not like innings, I innings, uh, but... coming from the day job, I couldn't always be there like early. You're supposed to be there early enough, but. As long as someone picks your product for you, you can just kind of slide in before game time and it works out. Um, and it, and do, so do you work for Red Sox or Aramark? Aramark. Okay. Yeah, which is a whole thing. Aramark, I'm going to say it publicly. You're not good. I just no, don't Aramark like you. sucks. <laughs> I just don't like you, Aramark. I wish I liked you, but I don't. Why aren't you rocking with them? Uh, right now, we just settled a, a union contract that was less than satisfactory, and they made the voting time at an inconvenient time, I, we believe, deliberately. So... This is just airing out. Well, you guys were trying to get more bread, and they weren't. Uh, it was a little bit of that, and also like they made us work. They're requiring us to work more seniority games, despite a tight labor market right now. So, 
This is just union stuff. I don't know why we're put, we're getting into this. I don't. Want, <laughs> I'm boring everybody right now. My, my father is actually the president of a union, so I kind of understand the logistics a little bit. Oh boy. Okay. So we, we should get into this off air. Maybe he can get me a nice little lawyer about it. I don't know. Damn. <laughs> You definitely should not be talking about this on air, man. <laughs> I'm goofing. I am goofing. I'm goofing. Oh, man. But, yeah, Owen is slanging glizzies at Fenway. Yeah. Uh, but, game. yeah, to, to wind this back, um, that is, like, the rush of, like, a good product night. Like, you moved a lot of product. It feels good to sell things, you know? So Wait, so do you choose a new product every night? Every, yeah, so. Or are you known as, like, yo, I am that lemonade guy? It does sort of. I'm at a point where I basically get the same thing every night because there's sort of the way the products lie that you'll probably end up in the same area. But some nights there might be three lemonade guys in home, three out of right. There might be two out of home, three out of right. They they like switch it up every day depending on for some reason what management thinks is is going to happen at the park. Um, and and so do you have to circulate the same sections in Fenway? So yeah. Or are you allowed to cover the whole park? Depend, well, it depends on where – so if you're the only person selling that product and you're based out of – you will be based out of a certain vending room. But if you're the only one in the park, you can go anywhere. But if you're out of home plate, you can't sell where the guy in right is selling his popcorn. You that know, shit so. must get so tiring. Uh, yeah. How heavy is that, that cooler? Oh, man, I don't know. I It probably gets to like – well, so uh, let's throw workout. some math out there. The lemonades are 20 ounces. There's 20 of them in a load. So that's four hundred like, ounces, and how much is the cooler? How heavy? Uh, well, it's like a big plastic bin, so it's probably like half of a kiddie pool, like that type of material. So it's just and there's like weight. a little metal rack in there. It's probably close to forty pounds, might be thirty, forty pounds. Now, has anyone done anything like super disrespectful to you on the job? <laughs> like, give me my lemonade, lemonade yeah. boy. Oh, oh, oh that remember, all the time. Remember the woman, <laughs> the woman with shit. her kids when her kids were like. I don't remember harassing you, and she was like encouraging it. Oh yeah! Oh my God! I forget exactly what they did. Oh yeah! Oh my God! I don't Here even want to talk. Oh, bro, we talked about this on a podcast. I forgot about that. That was year. This was like a couple years ago now. Yeah, I was selling to somebody in in the row. So picture this: there's an empty row. I put my bin down in a seat. I'm selling to somebody. My back is facing the row behind me. A kid slaps me on my ass. And I just turned around, and I was like, don't do that. And, like, they were all laughing, him and his friends. And the mother with them was also laughing. And I was like, you Damn. can't just touch people's butts, okay? And uh, they were just like, they, I don't know. I wasn't going to teach them a lesson, but I was very frustrated about that. But Damn, you really got sunned. That's, that's not, crazy. <laughs> that is not the first time someone has slapped me on the ass at Fenway, though. That happens a couple times a season, I will say. Damn. You, you have no defense. You're holding stuff usually, so slappy on that. Go for it. Yeah, I, I highly encourage you not to do it. Uh, don't ever do that. <laughs> do uh, unless it. it's like a milf, bro. Well, that's usually who does it. <laughs> Damn, what like, are you talking about? You fired. It's older ladies. I don't know. Just as funny. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, milfs love Owen. That's a. Fact. I don't know about that. Um, but yeah, we we have fun out there at Fenway. It's a good time. But yeah, let's all let's all hang at Fenway sometime. Everybody, listeners Everybody. too. We're doing everyone this. who's listening. Come to Loretta's. We're doing it. He knows the bartender. We're gonna. It's all gonna I be do. a thing. I do. Pull up. I know a few bartenders on Fenway. Bartender on Fenway on Those Friday are good night. people to know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, 
bartenders and balancers, get us in. Um, but yeah, I I just want to say something. Thank you so much for asking me questions. We, I always feel I always feel so rude talking about myself on this podcast. If we ever try to like interject a story and the whole Fenway thing is interesting though. Like, it is interesting. when people hear that you work at Fenway, it's like you must have some stories. Yeah, and I mean I don't know. There was a rainbow over Fenway Park the other day. You guys see that? Not fun. No. I saw it on Instagram. Yeah, it was majestic. I was looking at it and I was just. But then like, those boys got. Then they get croaked. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I was there on Sunday, bro. Ugh. With that, with that three-run home run in like the eighth. Ugh, they've been trash lately. Yeah, it's very sad. You a big sports fan, you guys? I am big sports, sports fan, big basketball, football sports fan. My mom's okay. a huge Red Sox fan. And my dad loves basketball and football too. Celtics. Yeah, yeah, Celtics. I like players too. Like I was always a Kobe fan. Okay. Paul yeah. Pierce is my guy. Got the jersey hanging there. Yeah, I see that. That's dope. I love Kobe too, though. All the all the early two thousands NBA players: Allen Iverson, Tracy McGrady. Like that was a fun. That was a fun time. Yeah, I love Boogie Cousins. Boogie Cousins. Yeah, when he's healthy. Not a lot of people love Boogie Cousins. I love Boogie Cousins. <laughs> he gets a lot of flack. <laughs> nah, he was supposed to be like an MVP one year. No, he was so talented at one point. Yeah, but uh. A little bit of a hothead. Celtics should be decent this year, though. I'm looking forward to it. They'll be okay. They'll be all right. They'll be, like, middle of the road. They'll be a playoff team, at least. I see them, like, 6th seed, 5th seed. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's probably accurate. So, uh, what's next as far as the movie? You're, you're just trying to get it into as many theaters as possible right now? We're going to be really... When is this episode coming out? Uh, probably next week or one or two weeks from now. Mid October it will be online. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I told you guys some stuff before the interview that I can't just tell everyone yet. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Understand. It's uh, the movie's definitely reached another level, which I wasn't expecting, which is awesome. And um, Love it. I just, I'm just working. It can be the best product of all time, but if people don't know about it, it really doesn't matter. So I'm just trying to figure out. Okay, one, I can hustle enough to make sure everyone in the city sees it, but how can I? get it on some sort of platform after that will give us a, a larger mass exposure. You know what I'm saying? So that's what we've kind of been trying to figure out the past couple of weeks. And it's in how many theaters right now, you said? It's been in... It's done now. The theatrical oh, run's done. Okay, okay. But we do have three more screenings coming up with what I discussed with you guys. Yep. Okay. That's exciting. But it was in how many theaters? Like, a lot. You were telling us like 15 or something like that? I would say close to 12. Okay. 12. That's that's pretty incredible. So all over New England, Massachusetts. We had one in Rhode Island, had a handful in the city. And um, I actually think we're going to have another one popping up in Cambridge next week. So I digress. Nice. Were you at each of these or did you sort of let them run? Not all of them. I tried to get to as many as I could, see if anyone was there so I could like introduce myself and say yeah. thank you for coming. Yeah. Well, it's hard. You can't be everywhere. So you got to let it. Let the let it spread its wings. The movie is its is its own thing now. It's got legs. That it does. So, Definitely yeah. got legs. We just got to keep pushing that thing, man. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. When we drop it online. You got to show your friends. Oh, absolutely. I can't show your shorties. Drop online. Yeah. I want to. Sh- I want to watch it again. I need to absorb it. You got to hit that that jizzy you had in here. Where's that thing at? Oh man, <laughs> I don't know about that. The spliffy. Someone had a spliffy. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think anybody had any anything of that. Sort. Yeah. Man, there are so many I, I saw you guys bring some sort of medicinal <laughs> weed around here. That's legal, right, so it's it cool. Is, it is medicinal. 
Yes, yes. So light that thing up, sit back, and then just escape the world for 56 minutes. That's what I need to do. I need to really, like, enjoy it by myself, you know? There were so many people there and so much going on. That night was such an event that... now that you say it, a second screening probably would be worth it because there's so many things where you think you're paying attention, but you're really like taking in the whole night. You gave a great speech beforehand, mm-hmm. and thank everything, you, man. And everyone's fully activated. Got ev- yeah, you got everyone activated. Yeah, which is, which is definitely key. We were ready to go. Yeah, <laughs> we had a great time, man. Um, so when you you had sponsors for this movie, um, and you had a CBD company, um. Oh, there were a few others. Forgive me. Um, at you talking about at the event specifically? Yeah, for the screening, yeah. For the okay. yeah, um, Shake Shack was there. Did you guys yes. get some Shake Shack? I did not. I, I heard people not. talking about that's it. That's my I, boy over there. Oh, was that's that? what people had burgers walking in, and I was yeah. like, oh, I want a fucking burger. Oh, uh, no, nah, yeah, they should have marked. They should have had some sort of pop up or something because they didn't market themselves well. But yeah, they were definitely at the base of the theater, right next to the Word. company, the oh, CBD company. Yeah, we I never, we didn't Shack. go into the theater until it was time to, to see. So we, had I didn't it. know there was stuff in there. Yeah, oh, we would have gone. We would have gone so much. Uh, but yeah, we actually ended up getting beefs at Mike's across from Encore later. Dude, I just want to say again, if. Connor Hallway throws an event. You have to go to it. This is the thing. <laughs> First of all, you're going to get fully activated. Something amazing is going to happen. The bus to Encore was a great... I wasn't on it. Was it fun? It was oh, perfect. It was a good time. Yeah. It was nice. Once it finally left, it took a, took a little took a while minute, to get going. Where would you guys sit in the bus? We were like second row. We, we were, were towards one the of the front. first ones on the bus. So we, we were just, right like, next to Y-Try. We were chilling. With oh, were you? Yeah. He was on the bus? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Where would you guys go at the casino? So we I went to a club. What's the club there? It's a memoir. memoir yeah. Oh, where we were in there too. Yeah, was oh, there. word! I didn't even see you guys there. I Man. think. See, so yeah, I was looking for you first, dude. You're, you're a tall boy. You're you're <laughs> easy to find, and Thank I couldn't you, find you in there. Thank you, brother. And um, so uh, yeah, the club first of all was lit. Every once in a while, they'd spray you with like some CO two or something. Dude, I, I remember cool when down. Owen and I like we we didn't know really what to expect going into this club like we're like oh we didn't even know there was a club in encore we yeah, heard this we on just the way started there. Walking. we were like oh yeah. there's a club that shit there. was fun bro that so, shit was like a good time. we go and remember when i first opened the door and that yeah. shit was spraying everywhere and i just turned around and you just started laughing you're just <laughs> like what is this <laughs> that it shit was, was intense <laughs> i didn't expect that at all yeah from like what we were coming it out from going into because it's yeah. like quiet outside it's, yeah you, you can't even hear there. it and then you open the door and it's just fucking mayhem. Yeah. Just walk right into a super spreader oh, oh yeah super <laughs> spreader exactly i will say they completely tailored the whole room to the tables though because there was like barely places to be oh yeah I if you don't like have I a table you can't really get onto the dance floor yeah and speaking of tables i was way too shy to gamble i went as far as sitting down at a blackjack table i watched one hand and i just ran away i couldn't do it i was like i'm gonna lose money here you Um, couldn't pull trigger i couldn't i was so scared i was terrified clip this out i'm a scared boy i don't like gambling i don't like gambling either did you gamble no no i just went to the memoir and just went home but also i'm sure mike's roast beef is pumped about it because they got we were just like what's around we're hungry and we went immediately i was like oh wait mike's oh man they were they were open at the hour yeah Yeah, they're open till two two yeah oh no way yeah wow you ever had a north shore beef i have not you haven't i have not unfortunately i did not support the local economy economy that night and i uh, I went to mcdonald's okay oh man that's kind (laughs) of local probably that comes back there's franchise owners right I don't know. That's man. what we're gonna tell everybody. But yeah, you gotta try a beef though. 
Justin the way, the way you say that's a little suspect. <laughs> it does sound. You tell me I gotta try some beef. You gotta try a roast beef three way. That's that's what you. Yeah, that's even worse. That's you what it's called. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, it's called. <laughs> I've I've heard mics. I've heard people love it. This was my first one on the North Shore. Like roast beef, these roast beef sandwiches are just like a a delicacy for some reason, but they are delicious. And apparently, people get really mad if you don't order it correctly. So you that, gotta get the roast beef three way, super beef. That's how you say it. I just copied Jack. I said that, and then I also said, also give me mac and cheese bites because I'm a child. And that's just how I handle things. So you go in there and you say, give me the three-way beef. Plus mac and cheese bites. (laughs) I feel like like you're setting us up here, brother. Super beef. No, just say super beef three-way. You looked at a man in his eyes and said, I want the beef. Yeah, (laughs) super beef (laughs) three-way isn't necessarily better, (laughs) but I get it. Just don't get a junior beef. (laughs) <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Oh man. We're toting the line here. <laughs> this is a this is our edgiest podcast to date. Yep. We're out here talking about labor lawyers. We're about to get We're canceled talking. so fast. Uh this is exciting. It's exciting. Boston's about to plow through that whole thing. Um but uh as sorry, Encore was the whole thing. What am I even saying right now? What are you saying? That booth pack hit you, brother? (laughs) (laughs) I started thinking about Encore and everything, and our our conversation just totally derailed. Um, I'm thinking about beefs now. I'm thinking about (laughs) beefs, too. Uh, But, yeah, so the movie went well. The night was obviously a huge hit. Uh, Next steps we can't talk about, but it's probably about to be big. Everyone's going to hear about it. I have a question though. Did the did the premiere party exceed your expectations? I'm really a, a, like a weirdo when it comes to like visualizing and manifesting stuff. I really am. I'm like really just psychotic about my goals, and um, I'd been imagining seeing people sitting in that theater watching the movie and their faces lighting up for like two years. Okay. So that image had been in my mind for a very long time. Um, there were some things about the night that were a little bit different. I was trying to like actually enjoy it, even though I was still managing the event, you know? Yeah, as you should. Um, I definitely blew it on the ghetto red carpet. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw that. We Instead of getting a real one, I got I got like the piece of felt. It was starting to like get kicked up and shit. Was that? We were it was literally guys. felt. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. That's not too bad. I mean, it looks like red carpet and pictures, but yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. it was so getting like kicked up. Picture. I had, like like the girl was taping it down. Oh man, it's dirty. <laughs> hey, it happens. Everything else was. A I hit, love. So. I just love the idea of having a red carpet, though, like and and just giving everyone the opportunity to like get their picture taken on a red carpet. You know what I mean? It was a fun event, man, like, for sure. For a good Tinder profile. You on, you on Tinder? You on Tinder? No, I'm not talking about myself. Because we we got a boy with a situation going on on Tinder recently. That uh-huh. really? Can, Can we, we talk this? about this? We honestly cannot because <laughs> maybe afterwards. You know oh, what I'm God, referring I'm to? So curious now. Um, but yeah, that's that's wild, secret stuff. Um, no, it was a fun time. No, the we photo op though. That's like it's one of my like most liked photos. Gotta love that. That's the best. I mean, you guys look great, man. Thank you. You looked great. I dude, at the out telling people there to wear their most dapper outfits. Yeah, I mean that was like 
that's something we should do more. Like the Boston Music Awards should do that. Tell people mm. to wear their most extravagant exactly. outfit. Like I mean, that's make it like yeah. Boston Music Awards should like treat like the. Have Grammys. some fun, man. Have some fun with it. When you look good, you feel good. Absolutely. That's a hundred percent true. Kev got a crispy lineup for the night. Got to. I, actually, I yeah. will say, like, as an aside, like, you've been keeping your lineup consistently fresh for, like, a year now. How often do you get your haircut? Every week? Uh, it's important. Okay. Every two weeks? I don't know. It's <laughs> important. I try. You're feeling those compliments so well. <laughs> so humble. Boy's yeah. crispy. Man, yeah. That was one problem with the movie. They do always had a fresh lineup. It's like, how would that make sense, given the time period within the movie? True. <laughs> it's like, was there a barber in the theater with them? Come on. haircuts there. Yeah. That's true, yeah. You're some character development. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the character would be doing. Yeah. That would give be myself so fresh fades. It's <laughs> just like in the uh, mirror. a montage scene of you with a straight razor, like, making everything nice. Giving yourself yeah. perfect haircut. <laughs> that would make sense, honestly. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, I'm sorry. We didn't even get into it. Uh, we there, you so you incorporated uh, lots of local music in this movie. We got we we see Amir Max, we see Millie's, we see Why Try. Um, you also uh, do you guys have Amir Max on the show? We not have not yet. yet. Okay. He's we on say our list. not yet because we're getting him. Okay. My boy, you gotta have more. He's he awesome. Will. Um, yeah, I mean there. There was some cousins dope. Diz in the soundtrack too. There was. Who else? For sure. Big inspiration. There was there was definitely a lot of local. Well, it was ninety percent Boston music. Love that. It's the whole soundtrack. Love that. And um, it worked in two ways. One, I wanted to go like Black Panther vibes in the soundtrack and have something uniform that the city could actually enjoy. That was actually artists from the city. Mm. And two, I've had most of these guys on the show. Yeah. Most of these girls on the show, so I know them all personally, and um, it made choosing music super specific. And I wanted to. Kev's got a song on it too. You you hear it in the background a little bit, but um, I just I thought that'd be really special for artists here to be in a movie. How many of these guys really have a chance to get in a movie? I mean, that's what that I big. mean. Like, it's monumental. Like the, the size, it's everyone's goal to get into like a Hollywood film or something. And then in this case, I would say this is more genuine. Like this is something from the city for the city. Everything is is fr coming from the city that that put it together and. I mean, um, you can tell that the person who put it together is actually in touch with what's going on here. You know, like a lot of, you, like I said before, like a lot of Boston movies, big big directors, movie directors wouldn't know who the hell Cousin Stiz or Millie's are. So if they made a Boston movie, they wouldn't think to put those people mm -hmm. in the movie. But, you know, it, it shows that you're really, like, in touch with what's going on and you went the extra mile to give it that, that local flavor. Thank you, man. Definitely important. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, I should have sent you guys a movie again before the episode, so you could have picked it apart. That's my bad. Oh, it's all good. I mean, hey, still, still send us a copy. We'll pirate that thing out. Please do. Um, <laughs> but the, so you also got some comedians too. So uh, I, in the promo, we got Drew Dunn. You can see him. Um, Incredible, like, incredibly talented individual. Yeah, I mean, it, I like, think he's probably like one of the most talented dudes. That, uh, he's not really here anymore, but at least I've ever met. He's insanely talented. Oh, just is he like not he based out of Boston. He moved to New York, but oh. he's just good at everything, dude. He's just good at literally everything. So remember seeing his animations? He he has his own animated series where he animated to the level of like honestly like a South Park. Huh. Did all the voiceovers, all the script work. He has an incredibly killer stand-up and you guys saw he's an incredibly versatile actor too. Yeah, it, absolutely. And yeah, his stand-up comes up in my feed all the time i'm i'm a big comedy guy like that's kind of my 
that's my thing. I'm always tapped into what's going on in the comedy scene, and, and his stuff comes up a lot. And I even had somebody... Somebody sent me a text. They were like, hey, my buddy got tickets to this guy, Drew Dunn, and I noticed you follow him. Is he good? I was like, definitely go see the show. It was... Yeah, I mean, he's, it's growing a lot. I, I mean, Boston's a big comedy city, so, I mean, the fact that you not only inc incorporated local music but local comedy um which i guess he's not local anymore but that's where he came from so yeah he's yeah. he's uh he's been doing it here for a long time he's got a lot of big wins he's like a and he's a grinder dude he works super hard yeah gotta love it um and did you had he been on your podcast before yeah i oh, met okay. him through the podcast he's been on like i don't know almost like four or five times probably oh wow repeat offender you guys will have that with your show too. Yeah. Like you'll you'll you guys will develop like genuine relationships we've with people. I'm sure you have, yeah. Times. Costa we've had like four times. Yeah, Low Mel four Lomel, times yeah. as well, yeah. Yeah, Justin who's, technically twice. Who was the dude who was singing about having like some like stain on his shirt and he had to like he had to like clean it with a napkin? Oh, that's Lomel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I boy was, was wild. I was bro. acting out the napkin and oh, stuff. Oh, was yeah. that a freestyle? Yeah. Yes, He's so, like the best freestyler. That he was like know. singing about like there's some dirty something Dude, on his shirt. He actually, freestyled for 34 straight hours once. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, fuck? he's about to go for 48. He's so we challenged him. You got freestyle for 48 hours? Yeah. yeah. So we challenged him on the podcast. <laughs> oh. We challenged him to break the world record, the Guinness record for longest freestyle. And he's going and for he it. He was like, fuck it, I'm doing it. So, so he's going. He's, so, so he has to keep his mouth moving for 48 hours? Yeah. He's allowed five he, minute breaks, right? Every... Yes, but this is what he unfortunately we talked about it on the podcast with him. It's it's unfortunate because he did break the record. Like he did do it for longer than Watsky had broken it actually during the pandemic. He he definitely broke the record. They disqualified him because the guidelines were every hour you get a five minute break. Um so from twelve to one and then one oh five you start again and then but your next break has to be at two oh five. And I think his next break was at two. He was taking his breaks too early. So it ended up being like he was doing them on the hour and it had to be the actual 60 minutes. Dude, and that would like, what does type of toll does that take on your mental? Oh, Seriously. unbelievable. Yeah, like he spent all the time doing it and they nitpicked him like that. It was crazy. Oh my and now he's God. doing it again for 48 hours. Yeah. What was, is and the, the whole thing was live on YouTube. You could watch it. You could tune in at any time. He's yeah. just sitting there like in his PJs. Just I'm subscribed rapping. to the 48. I'm going to watch that. It's crazy. Does yeah. the freestyle have any sort of like substance or he's just like saying Sometimes. words? Sometimes. It depends on when you catch him because there's certain moments where you can tell he's feeling the beat and other ones where he's just keeping it going. Yeah. Um, and... No, there was definitely some substance to it. Like, he tries to have as much substance as possible. Yeah. Well, Sounds also awesome. hours and hours of, of beats and songs. Like, I think he said he came up with, like, 600 songs during that last session. He just was finishing beats and then going to the next one. And obviously, some of it's not going to be as good as others. But that's, yeah, like, it's unbelievable to be able to keep your mouth moving for that long. And we have a hard time doing it for an hour sometimes. And as you saw me doing 10 minutes ago, stumbling over myself. Um <laughs> But yeah. Shout out to Low Mel. <laughs> Shout out to Low Mel. It's really crazy. Shout out to anyone who grinds. Um, I, I just have to say that because if you're putting in the work, it will come to fruition. We've seen it with these guys. Like you've been putting it in, and I. It, it's as far as. Like I, I remember. I don't know when I started following you. It, it was sometime early pandemic, and I was oh, like, I was kids talking about that. making a movie. Like, I, what's going on with a movie? I in think Boston? I started following you like three years ago, maybe. Nice man, oh, thank well, you. I guess yeah. you're way cooler. Than I guess me. I didn't oh, have man. Instagram until because you were last interviewing year. artists. Like <laughs> I remember when you had Millie's on, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like this is this guy's legit. Thank you, man. Hope I haven't let you down, brother. Absolutely oh, not. 
Absolutely I'm going to keep not. going, man. I promise. Love it. Um, where'd the name Golden Deer Productions come from? How many times did I... Do you I'm sure you've this, been this a million times. Okay. Um, I'll give you the scumbag sales version. So, okay. Oh, boy. Well, when you guys saw the documentary, um, when I was making videos under the alias Coach Connie, we were trying to come up with a logo, Jack and I, and we were choosing between a flamboyant pony and a deer. And we really just couldn't come up with a solution for like three weeks. So essentially one night I'm coming back from, I think it was Sudbury at the time, like four in the morning and just boom, obliterated a deer. No way. I've hit a deer before. I didn't obliterate it though. Really? You, you obliterated it? Like what was the damage? Were you okay? What was the damage on the car? Brother. <laughs> oh boy. Were you all right? I'm still here, right? And I got everyone's wearing them on their shirt now. Oh, how, how you feel about yourself so now, man? The golden deer <laughs> that you saw was that split second before you hit it, and it was. I was driving a, like a an old BMW. This is a great story, honestly. I, and this is not um, what I expected. Yeah. <laughs> and I was coming back on Route Two, and essentially, I just had one of those moments where I saw the deer, two deer, right in the center of Route Two. And I had this like outer body moment where I'm like outside of my car and I'm looking down and I can see the beamer approaching the deer. Nah, uh, Not even joking. It gave me a second. It gave me a second. I swerved right in between them. I clipped one of them. The other one I didn't hit. And I was so fucking stunned that I just was holding the wheel like this. Oh, no. And I just kept driving. Didn't stop. Kept going. No, I didn't even look mile from my crib pulled up parked went inside went right to bed didn't even just was so stunned like am i okay like woke up the next day walk outside blood all over the car no way <laughs> i'm pulling out deer steaks from the grill oh yeah chunks of deer and uh again now you're wearing them on your shirt man yeah that's wild oh my god that's Derek that is... the deer brother wow so you did more than just clip him i guess that boy's a goner. Okay. <laughs> Golden deer. Damn. Wow. That's that's way more than I expected, honestly, from the origin story. I didn't know it was that deep. I that's didn't awesome. either. That's yeah, that's really interesting. And I mean it's one of those things that we've said this before, when you're picking a name for something, it just kinda hits you. And yeah. I guess in your case, it literally hit you. That's crazy. <laughs> you and figuratively, it. exactly. Oh, my God. I like that. How'd you guys choose Boston's Big Four? The four sports. Yeah, I was going to say. Not, Did that hit you one day? <laughs> yeah, that hit me. <laughs> Actually, my mom came up with it, to be honest. Damn, you owe her some money, bro. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, well, cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> yeah, um, nothing, uh, not too much thought went into that one. And then we just kept it as that and... Even though we do the music thing now, it's still just Boston's Big Four. People get confused sometimes when they realize there's only two of us. They think they're like, there's, there's four, four people, of us. Yeah. But... Yeah. Well, I, that's so, their problem. Yeah. I mean, technically, we could say there are four. Eastman and, I don't know. Someone, someone whoever's helping us. Yeah, Jen. Jen does <laughs> yeah. video stuff at the show. Yeah, shout out Jen. Shout out Eastman. So there you go. There's four um, of us. So, yeah. I. And but So you're not, I guess we had talked about this before, too. There's no GDP podcast right now. Um, I've just been providing updates on the movie. Okay. Um, yeah, I just... 
I don't know, man. I just like, I love the podcast and I'm like very grateful for it, but I just, I've always just needed a challenge and, um, movie production definitely gives you a huge, huge challenge. So I just want to make a much bigger movie. Mm. I want to make sure I get this one out there, execute on that. And then how many scripts do you got in the bank right now? I have one being developed. Okay. That developed as in it's being... It's being written as we speak. Oh, it's being written. Okay, so it wasn't... I'm not writing it. Okay. I give the concepts for it. Interesting. And I got someone writing. Ooh, the idea guy. That's got. That's the best job. Oh, my God. I don't know, man. It's a tough job. I think it's the best job. Uh, yeah, you're going to try to make a movie. That's true, yeah. That's true. Yeah, I've right. never made a movie. <laughs> Speaking from no experience. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems fun to be the idea guy and not have to edit every clip and all that such. Are you an editor yourself? Or? I did not edit this movie. It was okay. my boy Jimmy. Um, but for years, I edited all my own content just like you guys. I edited my own podcast. Terrible. Yeah. I hated it. Yeah, it's part of the of game, brother. It's a lot of work, yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's a lot of work on. It is, yeah. <laughs> Why, you just kind of chill? <laughs> Basically. No one does the editing. Yeah, we split the work. We split the work. I, but, I um, write the articles. Nice. Yeah, it's interesting. I that and I I was where you had mentioned certain things about the movie that I was like picking up. I was I've been following like a lot of your stories and posts, and and you mentioned that. Uh, honestly, I forget exactly the word you used, but there was something that you had mentioned where the sequence was complete. And then it like then all the VFX come in. Then you laid in the sound, and uh, I just hearing that process was really interesting to me because basically like this is basic video editing. So like when it comes to movie production and finalizing that whole thing, polishing it up, and it's almost like the it is the audio engineering aspect. Like if someone's mixing a song, you're mixing the movie. Like the mm -hmm. whole thing, all those effects had to come in right and. The animation was was dope. I, I don't just like imagine running a podcast and planning it out to look exactly like you want it to look, right? Yeah. And then having it execute on it on about thirty different levels. Yeah. That's kind of what it would be like. Mm. That's that a lot tough. of levels. Yeah, because we don't really put thought into like. I mean, obviously. That's why a podcast is great. That you can just go off the cuff. Yeah. You know what exactly. I'm we don't put too much thought into like how it should look. We just kind of let it mm. let it roll. We come prepared, obviously, yeah, but exactly. there's not. It doesn't require that much preparation. So yeah, it's on, it's just a testament to your work. You you banged out a feature Definitely. length film of. Uh, actually, so I had meant to ask, what does what qualifies feature length? I'm not like a hundred percent sure on that. This has been like a big conversation with a lot of the corporations we've been talking to. Oh really? Yeah, just. Essentially, most feature-length films are over 80 minutes. Okay. Most short films constitute beneath 40 minutes. So then there's this gray area where our movie sits. And so a lot of corporations won't bend hmm. because they have all these guidelines. Um, I would call our what I've kind of been pitching as it's like a semi-feature-length film. It's a mini-motion picture. That's kind yeah. of the way I've been pitching it. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Did it you get that feel, that motion picture feel? Absolutely. Sweet. Yeah. You wouldn't you wouldn't look at it as a short film, but it was short by movie standards. But it but it was nice. Like, can you just like glaze through it and they're like, okay, it's done. But yeah. we just we achieved what we wanted to achieve out of right. that thing. And especially yeah. nowadays, people have short attention spans, so I feel like it's yeah. Well, I think there is a sweet perfect. spot because personally, I find there's so much content to absorb these days that if That's there's like saying. a two, three hour, four hour movie, like yeah. it better Nobody be good. And I'm not gonna sit long. there, you know. No, Shang Chi is fire. Shang Chi is awesome. 
Was that four hours? It was like two forty-five. I definitely want to go see Shang Chi. That's don't they make it a whole thing in the movie? You have to say Shang Chi. Isn't that I'm, part of it? I'm unfamiliar, but don't, the, don't be pigeonholing me here, bro. Oh, I'm sorry, bro. I thought I've I'm seen not it trying in the promo canceled. for the movie where they say it. They're like correcting each other on it. Um, but obviously, yeah, like the the Western way, people do say Shang Chi. Shang Chi, Shang Chi. Um, but yeah, that's I gotta love it. And feature films, uh, maybe shorten them up, tighten them up a little bit. That's all we have to say. I think I, I think we'll probably shift to that. I think that's what will happen over time. I like short and sweet, and I, I mean for the reason alone that there is so much content to absorb. Like people just they might want to watch a few different things. So um, it's good not to suck people into that. But anyways, we uh, we're not gonna keep you all night. Um, let's wrap things up. Where can people buy merch if they want to buy GDP merch? I believe all the boxes are at Jack's house. So if you want to go show up at Jack's house in Lincoln, <laughs> oh, so there's no web- we get an address. Do you have a shop or anything? No, I'm just I'm I'll gladly plug it. Okay. Uh, Golden Deer website slash gear. You can get all these freshies. You, yes, you want to give them a little spin mm. so they can see the back? There we go. What's it say on the front? Because the, the camera lens is... This is not your traditional Boston movie. That is not. On what the On the back. Yeah, the and and you guys get... You guys understand the back because you've seen the movie. Mm. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You get it. It's fresh, though. Um, that's, that's all on the website. And the movie itself... I'll just think of what I can say. They gotta sign this damn contract, man. They gotta sign this damn contract. Corporate guys gotta sign the contract. And this is young hustler trying to get it done, brother. Sign the dotted line. I want to say third week of October. Online, you'll be able to see the movie. Okay. If you are from, can I make a pitch? Is that straight with you guys? Hit it, hit it, dude. Oh my god. All right. Let me just find it in me. All right, I got it. Sweet. If you are from the Boston area. Keyword Boston area. It doesn't have to be exclusively in the city. Can be Lincoln. Thank you so much. It can be the greater Boston area because you claim the city. You feel that. Right now you're looking at two guys who made a real movie. It's not some bullshit art house movie. It's not some student film. No, these are some young 25-year-old dudes who really went out here and hustled and made it fucking happen. And it's exclusively for you. I'm not charging you anything. Just sit back and enjoy that with your friends, man. And if by a slim chance you like Apple Cinema, the movie produced and directed by me, by the slim chance, just share it with a friend, man. Yes. And if you and if you don't like it, I'm gonna jump off the potential building, brother. <laughs> so you better. You know what I'm saying? Oh man. And that's a threat. Yeah, that no, that's a promise. <laughs> I uh, love it. Love that. All that is first of all There's no reason not to check it out though. I think people should pay if there's Everyone any sort of a Patreon time. or something. I think people should go to your I'm saying I don't know if you have one. Go to the Golden Deer Productions Patreon right now and even if he's saying the movie's free, go go throw him a few bucks. And then Don't have a Patreon, but thank you, my brethren. You're about to get one. This is happening. Love it. And um you deserve it. Um I mean this is just this huge this is a big thing right now and i'll let you guys testify though like all theatrics aside you enjoy yourself watching the movie right absolutely yeah yeah it was like you're like damn that was fucking sick i was entertained definitely that's what we love the next scene like every time so it was i definitely didn't get bored with it at all which Mm. is and the actors were hot yes 
those workout scenes, some, like I was saying. Some good-looking actors. Tight. Some fucking say. hot dudes behind the <laughs> camera, man. Good-looking dudes. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> bro. Say. There were some ugly dudes, though, too. We can agree on that. You got to spread it out. <laughs> you got to, yeah. You got. It's all about balance. You, know? Maybe it's, you, you got to have the guys in there that make you look hot. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? dude. You got to have some ugly friends around. So you look good by contrast. Know? Hey, look, we do it, too. <laughs> uh, I, I feel you. <laughs> Hey, fuck you, man. Every Batman needs a Robin. I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. But uh, seriously, thank you for coming on. Wait, um, are you a Bills fan? I just got to clear this up real no. quick. Okay. I just like that. Good, good. Good All deflection. Right. Good deflection. That would have been another hour. So, <laughs> but yeah, th- thank you guys for coming on. Thank um, you. Appreciate it. Golden Thanks Deer. for having us. Golden Deer website. Big Bochi. Bochi Bolt. Sir South. Sir South. Yes. Of course. Follow everybody. Appreciate you guys having us, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Kind of you. Keep going. Don't stop. You as well. Be super consistent. Good stuff's going to happen. Appreciate it. We help. We help. So, yeah. Thank you again. And that's been it. Boston's Big Podcast.